to the Striking Oil Podcast, giving you Edmonton Oilers rumors and opinions from a fan turned journalist. I am your host, Caleb Kearney. By day, I am a carpenter, and by night, I am the site editor over at the Edmonton Oilers team site at the Hockey News website. Before we get started today, go to edmontonoilersthn.substack.com to subscribe to the free newsletter. You get two weekly curated newsletters. One is a top 10 Tuesday, which is the top 10 headlines from the past week. And the other is former Friday, where I look at former coaches, players, management, and whatever articles I have written about them get featured in that newsletter. Also, just a launching last night is paid subscriptions for the lowly price of $7.99 a month or $79.99 a year. You get daily recaps of the previous day in full with no ads, no extras, no fluff. Okay. So just all of the articles from the day previous in one email directly to you. Get weekly Q&A articles where you can ask me questions and I'll answer them in a weekly article that only goes out exclusively to paid subscriptions. Finally, there's a bonus monthly article with a topic voted on by you and the rest of the paying subscribers. Until the 19th of November, I am offering 25% off a monthly or yearly subscription. Just head on over to the Edmonton Oilers, the Hockey News Substack. If you haven't signed up, you can sign up. And then one of the options, it'll give you an option to sign up for the paid. And it should show the discount there. And that's, it's as simple as that. You just enter in your email. If you just want to do free and you enter in your email, do some quick pay information and then that's yours. And that's about that. Now, before I kind of get going a little bit more, just going to adjust my camera a bit for those watching video. So just give me a second. I had this kind of figured out. Okay, here we go. Now, topics I'm diving into today. Obviously, yesterday, big news. Woodcroft, Manson, out. Knobloch, coffee, in. So it's going to be a lot of things about that. Now, I'm going to dive into my Woodcroft firing reaction. I'm going to look at some expectations for Chris Knobloch. And then also dive into a couple rumors. One of which being, are the players playing injured? I'm going to dig into that, dig into something that a source told me about that. So stay tuned for that section at the end. Now, my reaction to Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson being relieved of their duties. Um, I think there's a couple thoughts I have. One, this is what Ken Holland was going to do. He was not going to... This probably came from Jackson in a sense of like, we need to do something better. We need to do something and you need to do something. So before it got... So it didn't get to the point of Jackson 
feeling the need to relieve Holland, but rather to the point of him feeling the need to put pressure on Holland to make a move, okay, to do something. You know, after, you know, some some press and some information coming out of like, look at the Oilers on in net on Wednesday. You know, Elliot Friedman talked about that. And I reported on Elliot Friedman talking about that. That, you know, the heat kind of got turned up a little bit. And then ultimately the loss in San Jose was the final nail in the coffin for Jay Woodcroft, Dave Manson. Um, my personal opinion is that a different coach should have been fired. And maybe like maybe a different route could have been relieving Manson and relieving Schwartz. And how Schwartz has gone through like three or four GMs in addition to the like nine coaches. I have no idea. I have no idea. I covered the topic. Uh, There was a thread that was really helpful in that article uh, that I wrote. And in the Twitter thread, if you go to my article, which is titled Oilers must relieve coach of duties, that article that thread, that Twitter thread that's in there basically goes through every single goaltender that was with, that was coached under Schwartz every single year, except for the first year that he was with the team. Cause it was partially into the season and it's tough to judge a coach's impact off of a minimal amount of time. Now, every single goaltender, if you look at their year to year stats, Every single goaltender except one saw their stats decline from year to year, except Mike Smith, and that's it. Talbot declined year to year, but his decline, the begin he was so good when he got to Edmonton that we didn't feel his decline until his fourth season with the team. I believe it was his fourth season. His first three years were good. And then his fourth fourth year was when things went off the rails and everybody's like, what's going on? He's been great the past three years and suddenly he's not good. Like, what's the deal with that? So Talbot, Talbot declined, but he was still good. Okay. That's the one thing to highlight with him. And Mike Smith, I've heard from some people that he just didn't listen to the goalie coach. Maybe that's true. I don't personally know. I haven't talked to Mike Smith himself or Dustin Schwartz. I would probably get a more honest answer from Mike Smith or more direct answer, I should say. So that's kind of, you know, a summary of my thoughts. Um, It was bound to happen. It was going, it was probably going to happen. It, it just, it shows us Jackson's, patience level he has some patience but not not a tremendous amount of patience you know if it was a different if it was nicholson maybe nicholson would have made a firing in another 510 games okay but because it's jackson i think he turned the heat up on holland and so then holland made this move okay 
that's what it feels like to me that there's also some other things going on behind the scenes that, you know, are kind of interesting that I don't really have time to get into today. Now, what can we expect from Chris Knobloch? I think there's a couple things that we can expect from him. I read some, some articles from some outlets about Chris Knobloch. Uh, there's one that was particularly helpful that was looking at him for the Rangers head coaching position when that was available before um, Peter Laviolette uh, took that position. And essentially he's a relationship builder and a good tactician tactician. And he's just overall, just like even keel, which is good. That is the kind of thing that the Oilers need. Even you can tell from the press conference yesterday, from his first availability in front of all the media, he seemed very calm, very well-spoken. And one of the things that stood out to me in this article that I read is that is the relationship builder aspect. He mentioned sometimes you can get the same result with a player instead of going the route of like, you need to do this and this and this and blah, 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 blah. Instead of doing that, you can just take them out for a coffee, talk to them, just like connect with them on a personal level. And then you can get a boost in performance. And then, you know, something clicks with them. Sometimes we, everybody on this planet, hockey players, coaches, fans, we're all people and we all need connection. Even hockey players need connection. And to have that kind of moment of connection in order to get a positive response from a player can be extremely beneficial because that tells the player that the coach cares, uh, the coach prioritizes that player, that that player is important to the team. And all of those things contribute to a winning culture, a healthy team culture, organizational culture, all the culture words. Okay. Now, the other thing that I'll say about him is several general managers who were quoted in that article have said that Knobloch makes great in-game adjustments. Now, if there's any knock that Woodcroft has, it's that his in-game adjustments need work. I think that's a fair thing to say. I don't think it's a harsh thing to say. I think other people would say things more harshly. But essentially, he just goes to, he has a couple like tricks up his sleeve, you could say. And he goes to those things. And then when those things don't work, he just brings out a line blender. It's more of like, he's in those kind of situations he can become kind of a line blender coach okay we know some coaches who kind of do that and it sounds like Knobloch is more of a like let's make a tweak they're doing this so let's just make a simple switch and just go with that so that's kind of an interesting thing 
with Knobloch that I think could really help him this year if he adjusts really well in-game as a coach that's coming in mid-season in the NHL. He's going to have to be able to adjust well in-game because like he even said in his press conference, there isn't a whole lot he can change in terms of structure, uh, systems, lines, all that sort of thing. There's not a lot he can change. All he can do is make tweaks, make things a bit better, and that's that. So also, um, another reaction to this is, why is Paul Coffey the defense coach? It seemed like from you know, his responses at the availability, he doesn't really want a coach. He didn't want the position. And that's kind of an interesting dynamic. I get a sort of, you know, Mac T when he was a GM coaching behind the bench for two weeks <laughs> vibes. That's kind of what I get from that. So it'll be interesting to monitor Paul Coffey. Uh, Rashog last night reported that Knobloch, his contract is going to be for the rest of this season plus two more seasons. So that will be, that's probably good that he's got, you know, a contract on the shorter end of things. And coffee, on the other hand, the only thing sort of known is that he'll be there rest of the season. Okay. So there's a lot of speculation there. I can't get into that right now, but it is what it is now. For the last section, rumors. Okay, this is our rumors section. All right, rumor roundup. Now, are the players playing injured? Okay, that was the question I asked at the top of the show. Are they playing injured? My response to that is actually no. I don't think they are. What I actually think is going on is I had a source tell me this wasn't really confirmed, but now that I'm seeing a lot of things, I'm connecting some dots. It kind of makes sense. We'll see if the team comments on this at all. However, the source said that there is a sickness making its way through the players. Okay. Whether it's a flu, a flu like thing or something, they're staying kind of mum about it. They're not talking about it. Like we don't even really know the true nature of what McDavid's injury was. So again, not confirmed, but there was somebody who, you know, had a clip of a McDavid availability. You showed that his skin was kind of tighter, you know, in his cheeks, you could tell it was kind of in a little bit. And you know, he's been sick before and has lost a lot of weight because of being sick, you know, especially with how active you are as an athlete. If your body isn't a hundred percent, you know, that's, that's that. So that would be my speculation is that there is a sickness going through the team. It's happened before. They usually mention it when it gets bad enough that some people miss games, but because of the start that the Oilers have had, I believe that those players are kind of pushing through that sickness and just trying to play through it. 
Okay. And that might be part of why the performance hasn't been as up to par. Okay. So that is everything that I have for today. If you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and please leave a comment on Spotify to let me know what you thought of this episode. Any feedback is greatly appreciated and it only helps me make the podcast better and get you the type of content that you want to see and hear. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter at C Kearney writer. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at striking oil pod. You can go to thehockeynews.com slash NHL slash Edmonton dash Oilers to read all the latest articles from me. And if you don't want to do that, you can go over to the Substack, edmontonoilersthn.substack.com. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. You get a newsletter whenever a new episode of the Striking Oil podcast comes out, which is every Monday. And you also get a Tuesday and Friday newsletter. Tuesday, top 10 of the past week. Friday, former Friday, former Oilers news from the past week. Okay. You can subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you prefer. You can like the video on YouTube and subscribe to the channel on YouTube. And again, leave a comment letting me know what you think, what I discussed, all that great stuff. The links for everything mentioned will be in the show notes. Thank you for joining me today. Don't forget, it's not a game day unless the Oilers play. I'll see you next time.